Welcome to Mornings with Martin, and today we're going to finish up Acts chapter 5, starting at verse 17 and through the end. I'm not going to read the whole text for you, but I do want to point out a few snippets. And uh, The first one uh, I think is really cool is right at the start, verse 17 through 20. And in this text you see uh, the Sanhedrin has placed the apostles into jail out of jealousy because the people are all listening to this message. So they put them in jail, and then an angel of the Lord sets them free and then gives them this charge to go out and to tell people all about this new life. And, and right away, uh, it started like, well, what, what new life are we talking about? And as a Lutheran, I would see it primarily as this is a new life where we are free from condemnation. Right? Romans 8, verse 1, there is now no condemnation for all who, who are in Christ Jesus. And so instead of spending our time you know, looking over our shoulders at the scoreboard to see if we've done enough good stuff to make God love us, instead of being uh, captive to the, the sacrificial system and to all of the different laws that were man-made, instead we are now freed from all of this to live in the grace and the redemption and the forgiveness that is earned for us, given to us by Jesus. And because we're now freed from all of that condemnation, we're freed to love our neighbor, freed to love God. And so that's what this new life, I think, is talking about. It's not a brand new set of laws, but instead, now you can go live as you've been created to live. Live in loving God and in loving your neighbor. And if you want instruction in what that looks like, then yeah, go and look at the Ten Commandments. Go and look at the example of Jesus. But know that Jesus is not just the example, but Jesus is the one who's lived in our place. Jesus is the one who's died in our place. Jesus is the one who's given us new life. So it's the new life that's lived, that's lived now, and it's the new life that's given to us in eternity. That's the new life that these apostles are charged to go and proclaim, right? Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, the second part, uh, we keep on going down, uh, <clears throat> and it's really interesting. Uh, we, we heard this phrase often, uh, especially maybe in, in a culture where we are increasingly told to not proclaim Jesus in, in our world today. And I love Peter's, uh, Peter's words here in verse 29 when he says, Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. Right? He keeps on going. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Now, clearly, what is the gospel itself if not redemption and the forgiveness of sins, right? Peter and the apostles all lay it out. Like, we're not here talking about, you know, here's uh, five new things that you need to do, but instead, this is about the Savior Jesus who comes to redeem and to forgive. That's the gospel. And, and they are witnesses of this gospel. And then they're witnesses of his resurrection. They're witnesses of this new life. And so is the Spirit and I love this, uh, <clears throat> whom God has given to those who obey him. Now, 
I looked at that word obey, and it's it's not the same as uh, you know it's not tereo from what we see in like John 15 or in even in in Matthew 28 when you know um, teaching them to obey right instead it's teaching them to keep to to guard to keep their his word in front of them this one is obey uh, but it's interesting is that it's in very specifically it's obedience to a ruler to one who's in authority it's living in the kingdom of the of the one true king and so who is the spirit given to to those who live in his kingdom to those who are his to those who have faith and so we live obediently yes in his kingdom as his children as his servants so uh, that's really just an awesome awesome tie-in between the faith that god gives to us and the spirit that god gives to us because we are belonging in his kingdom and subjects to the king now the third part here is really interesting and it's a little bit longer uh, part but the story overall is sanhedrin's really um, unhappy that the apostles are preaching the apostles still preach because that's what their mission is and the sanhedrin and the teachers of the law are thinking we really need to stop these guys and uh, i love what uh, gemaliel uh, and i probably mispronounced that name but whatever uh, <clears throat> he says and he's a pharisee and he talks about uh, how this has happened before right we've seen these fake uh, messiah people come up and they do their preaching and whatever and people lose interest real quick but he says this <clears throat> in the present case i advise you this is verse 38 and following therefore in the present case i advise you leave these men alone let them go for if their purpose or activity is of human origin it will fail but if it is from god you will not be able to stop these men you will only find yourselves fighting against god and i think that's a really uh, it's something to, for us to reflect on and ask ourselves in our own lives uh, the things that we're pursuing the things that we are valuing are, are they of human origin or are they from God, right? Is, is the mission about just making people happy? Or is the mission about praising our God and proclaiming that one true gospel, the new life that's, that's promised to us in Jesus? So I think as we consider ourselves as a, just as a church body, I think that's our real goal is to say, okay, God, we don't want this to be or. or uh, something that we come up with. We want to proclaim your word. We want to proclaim um, your message. We want all of this to be originated, fulfilled, completed all in Jesus. Because we know we have this great promise as we proclaim God and his word, right? Christ and him crucified, the spirit and him coming to us in word and in sacrament. It's not going to fail because it's from God. And that's great hope and comfort for us. Uh, it's also a great challenge for us to consider what is the message that we're proclaiming in our lives through our actions and yes in our words as well you know i'll, I'll finish off with a kind of a funny thing uh verse 40 is is just it's borderline silly to me because they wanting to punish these people they want the, the sanhedrin wants to punish the apostles and gamaliel uh comes up 
and says, hey, don't punish him. Just let him go. Don't worry about it. And it says his speech persuaded them. So they called the apostles in and had them flogged. It's like, I don't think that's what persuasion looks like. Uh, But I suppose they weren't killed. Instead, they were uh, simply flogged and then sent on their merry way. And, you know, it's interesting. It's like, and the people were rejoicing. The apostles rejoiced about this, that they were worthy of suffering for the name of Jesus. And what great inspiration for us that as we go through a a time where, okay, the culture is against the Christian faith. Okay, well, thanks be to God that we have been considered worthy to uh, to suffer for his for his name's sake. But that doesn't change our mission, that we are still to proclaim this new life that's found in Jesus. So regardless of what comes against us, we know this. It's God's word, not ours. And it won't fail because his word doesn't. And whatever happens, whether it's suffering or freedom, we know that God's will will be done. So we can rest in that. Take some hope and some comfort in that. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the comfort of knowing that your word fulfills its purposes. Lord, we pray your blessings over every Christian church that we would be bold to proclaim your true, inerrant, perfect word with boldness, that we would point people to the Savior Jesus, and that every initiative, every program or mission or whatever is all originated by by you and not by us, but rather that we are following where you would lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.